Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Yeah! Outstanding play. Start out by saying that was a poor coaching job and the team wasn't ready to play. We got punked from the very beginning. Um, give Wisconsin a lot of credit. Came in here after losing a game, and I thought they played hard as hell the first half. I thought we were very, 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 very soft and very, very, very stood around. Um, now, all that being said, they had two shots at the end of the shot clock, right at the buzzer, two threes. In the second half, uh, you know, played a little better, but there were plays down the stretch where they got two offensive rebounds. One after a timeout, they hit a three. We had the ball right in front of us, didn't get it. The other one, they hit a two. And that's five points there, and six points in the threes. And then we had two critical turnovers uh, when we were down one and didn't even get a shot. So uh, we got what we deserved. And uh, I just did a get credit for doing a good job. Sometimes I should get blamed for doing a bad job because that to me was uh, not a very well coached team tonight. So I'm taking full responsibility and not talking about any players, but I'll talk to you about any questions you have. Yeah, if it bothers them enough, you can always do that. But they're 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 right now. You know, we've got to get better leadership, and we have to get better toughness. Um, we out rebound them by one, but when we had needed critical rebounds down the stretch, we just couldn't come up with them. And give them credit, they did when they needed to make critical shots. I mean, they hit two laps at the end. They had probably shot 44% for the game, 33 from the three. Not outstanding numbers. They had seven turnovers. We had 12. That's not ridiculous for us, although those two late cost us a chance. Um, we just didn't. Uh, we got to figure out how we're going to get a little tougher. And I haven't had many teams that I had to worry about that with, but. Um, I got to worry about that with this team because you saw it, you watched it. I thought every loose ball they got, I thought every loose ball at Rutgers they got. And uh, is it fixable? Yeah, it's fixable. I mean, it's always fixable, but uh, we got to do a much, much, much better job. So we'll go to work on it, I promise you that. Good evening. You are watching Inside the Locker Room. I am your co-host, Brian Mosalem, along with my co-host, the Honorable Jason Strayhorn. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I love the new digs, the gear you got. A little swag. I got some swag here. I got some swag. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. It's a Star Wars hookup. Star Wars? Are you kidding me? It looks good, This is the uh, Mel Fitz edition of, uh, what's that show called? Uh, Star Wars. King of... The trilogy. King of... Return of the Jedi. Close. There anyway. we go. Anyway. That was a good movie. 
Anyway, how are you, Jason? You doing no, okay? I'm doing all right, Family man. I'm okay? doing, you know, look, look, I'm a little ticked off of what we saw last night with the Spartan basketball team, but, you know, I, no one is going to be more ticked off than, you know, Coach Izzo, so we're just going to keep it moving. You think he looked mad? You think he was upset? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, we got to get Why? tougher. <laughs> Why do you think he was upset? Because uh, <laughs> they didn't win. So we, we had Losing rough... sucks, Brian. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, it does. We had a rough week. We struggled this week. Uh, lost two in a row. And all the questions uh, now begin to permeate about this team and, and coach. And we're going through this evolution, through this cycle. Uh, we lost last week to Wisconsin, or last night to Wisconsin, and um, uh, earlier in the week to Rutgers. And, it, you know, this is uh, an annual reoccurrence when you talk about this time of the year and the way the fan base reacts to what's happening. And, you know, this is part of the evolution and part of the process. It, it, it may be part of the process, the evolution. Sometimes, you know, he gradually gets better with the, with teams in the past. And other times it's kind of a, you know, starts off good, breaks down, and he builds them back up in March. And, you know, February right now, after having a, a pretty good January, it isn't looking too good. Need leadership. You know, a lot of, a lot of guys searching for answers. Guys scared to take shots, you know, being a, at that point guard spot, you know, you got to be able to – you need leadership. you got to have guys that are going to be able to dish it, get guys in position, and, and everybody's waiting on somebody. I like what Malik Hall did right there. That, that was nice. I mean, you know, it's all about leadership, right? I it mean, is. We're missing – right now, the, the identity of this team is uh, still to be figured out. I mean, when you talk about the staples of an ISO program, an ISO team, it's, it's defense – it's rebounding, effort, toughness, and and really that that strong point guard, that that mm. senior laden, junior laden team. That's really you know the best coach teams are one that's led by their leaders, and it's still evolving. We're still a month out before the month of Izzo, and it's still evolving. And as you you the know the month you, of Izzo. Yeah, yeah, March. We all know that. There's not. There isn't a. I, like I don't that. even know what March is. March is Izzo. That's all I know. It's been like that the last, you know, forty six years. So and that it, means everybody who's born in March, and they say, "When's your birthday?" You say, "Yeah, my, my son." Izzo sixteen. Izzo Izzo sixteen. I mean, that's it's, beautiful. That's all we've known. I don't know. I don't. I don't know any differently since since I was born. So. I, Oh, those, I mean, it's... <laughs> it's ISO 16. So we're going, you know, right now, we see what's happening. We go through the January, some February blahs, and... Those long get, sleeves are delightful. Thank you. You like the long sleeves? You like that? You like that? But, I mean, when we talk about, you know, Coach said in his, his press presser, right? He talked about getting tougher. We need yeah. to get tougher. And we need that, you know, we need to be able... He took the blame, and in fairness to him, he took the blame, which I think is a little overstated, but, you know, that's coach being coach. But, it, you know, the rebounding, uh, the defensive rebounding, the turnovers, you know, and it just seems like, you know, when you watch this team, when they die for loose balls and the ball falls out of their hand and four guys gets the ball and it falls out of bounds, and they're afraid to make a mistake. And that's your typical Izzo team right now until – he grinds them and mashes them and molds them. And by March, they're your typical Izzo team. That's your typical Izzo team. So, you know, the fan base is a little upset right now. But 
obviously. You know what I keep hearing from the fan base? Tell me. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I keep hearing from the fan base that they're ticked off about these two scholarships being left open, unused. And when you think about that, with basketball not having 85 scholarships, what do they have, like 12, 13? It's not as many. Leaving two spots open, you know, if you don't run the table, that's going to leave the door open to a lot of criticism and blah, blah, blah. And I keep hearing it. I don't know a ton about it. I don't even know that I, – I didn't even know that that would be an option for a coach to not – decide to use scholarships or why that might be. You know, coach, coach me up. Maybe you know something about it. But I hear it so much. It has to be talked about. Why would you leave two scholarship spots open on a basketball team? You know, one thing that I learned is that uh, when a guy hangs eight banners in the rafter and he's got a dozen Big Ten championships, you don't question that. On those teams, did he leave two scholarship Spots open. I don't know that. I don't know that. But I understand, or I don't understand. There's a he. He wants to win more than anybody, and so there's got to be a reason why he's done that. And okay. uh, you know, in terms of depth, those can argue that it hurts. I mean, there's uh, a lot of reasons. I'm, I'm not saying that there's no reason. I'm asking what is the reason, so that I don't have to hear this. Shut everybody up and say, "Hey, this is." Re- I didn't find anybody that was worth it. Maybe that's the case. Maybe you didn't. You don't, you don't want to fill it with guys that you thought maybe weren't going to be able to make it for the long haul because in this new transfer portal era, uh, that's kind of the, the mantra, if you will. If guys show up, you don't have to be right on everybody because if you, if you miss, you don't have to hold them for five years like you did in years past. If you miss now, Brian, hey, you ain't missing for long because – there's somebody at another school who's prepared, and that's what high school and youth organizations are all talking about now because that's the reality of college sports. If you're not ready to play, when you get to school, then someone will be replacing you that is 21, 22 years old, maybe a freshman, but most likely a senior in, high sc- in college that will take your spot because of the way – the world and the landscape is in college sports with the transfer portal? Well, I I think, you know, we're not – they know a little bit more than we do, right, when it comes to A ton more. Yeah. So It's not prognosticating. I'm asking the question. I don't – I just think if you win the last two games, nobody's asking that question. No, they're they're asking. They're asking when we're on the win. uh, The win is true. I – one thing that I learned is that now, hey, listen, I love Tommy. Yeah, yeah, I love Tommy. If you're in this that is not long, questioning him. Unless you're I'm asking the, what what the thought process is, so that it could be out there. I don't know the thought process. All I don't, all I know is that uh, we trust him implicitly, absolutely. and we'll just go. He's got to trust. Here's what I know: trust the process. And anybody who doubts the process has doubted them the last twenty years. Mm. Do not doubt the process. It is February. March is the month of there Izzo. There is no March. You just said. There, Izzo, <laughs> the month of March <laughs> that was renamed Izzo yes. will come there back. There we go. So I think when you look at, listen, here's one thing that, that I find about basketball. Your shooting can be off. All right? Your shooting and your – It's definitely your, off. Yeah, your schematics can be off. I mean, we didn't shoot the ball well against Wisconsin. But one thing that you – that should never be off is your toughness 
your defense, effort. your rebounding, and your effort. Yeah, that should right. never be off. And those have been the staples of a Tom Izzo program. And when you watched last night's game, you watched how, in Rutgers' game, how we got beat for loose balls, how we kept, you know, ball kept falling out of our hands, going out of bounds, how we would get beat for loose balls on, you know, when we were protecting the defensive glass and offensive rebounds and getting pushed around underneath. You know, Coach even mentioned that um, he said, quote, quote, unquote, we got punked. And when you talk about toughness, effort, those kind of things, those are staples of a Tom Izzo program. And every year around this time, I don't know if you guys realize, you guys and girls, these same questions come up. Where's the identity? Yeah. Who's we're... the leader? Who's the alpha dog? Where's the toughness? Where's the effort? Those and are the same questions going on in that locker room. Right there. And so. Is Izzo washed? And then this is, you know, when we go through the evolution of the MSU, and, and wow, kudos to, uh, I believe, I am three West, three, three, three versus three champion, uh, that I saw a tweet that I thought was, was absolutely right on point. It talked about the cycles of MSU basketball. So kudos to you. Um, and where are we in this cycle, Right. I mean, right now we're talking about, and this is this is so true because we, as a fan base, we go through this cycle, right? We, we're the inexplicable loss. The right now we're at the fan base meltdown slash is always washed. This is where we're at right now in the cycle, and this is a yearly reoccurrence of how the fan base feels, and you know this is something that you know will. Eventually, we'll snap out of, and there will be uh, beating an opponent, and then off we go. Off we go. And this has happened I, for 20-some years. I so, hope we all off we go. I, I, I do. I'm hopeful. You know, I, I know that, you know, Izzo we trust, and Izzo can get these kids. It's, it's, it's a – the problem I have is just that, you know, when you look at the great – Teams, great coaches that have the ability to endure the test of time. And Izzo's been at this for a long time. It's the adaptability. It's, it's what Nick Saban's been able to do down in Alabama. You know, because everybody, you know, when you have a, a younger guy that comes in with fresh ideas, you're ahead of the curve. And, and players relate to you. And, and then you have a guy that comes in and, and he does that. And then over time, a decade passed, two decades passed. Now you're in your third decade. It's, it's can you still relate to today's, that day's kid, that day's player, whoever it is, guy or girl, because things have changed. You know, I, I, I see it in, in our own households with the way that children are raised now versus the way we were raised. And, and then the years beyond that. So I know coaches are seeing it, you know, seeing it from the strength and conditioning side in football. It's a different makeup. You, you cannot reach them the same way that you reached kids 22 years ago. And, yes, I think that Tom Izzo is a guy that can do it. I think Tom Izzo can coach for another 10 years. It's not about him. I, I'm just saying, you know, are you – up to the task. Are you able? Do you have the support around you to be able to, you know, hey, bring in guys 
that can that can identify with the players at the age. I mean, these these guys keep on. It's like Groundhog's Day, Brian. You know that. Eighteen to twenty-two year olds keep rolling in, but the one thing that stays constant is the is the head coach, and if he's the institution of a university like Michigan State in basketball, and it and it's not an easy task to be able to relate to them and get them to perform at an elite level. Like you need them to perform. And here we are in the dog days of February. So let me ask you, who are the dogs of the team? Who that's, are the alpha dogs? That's what, that's what he's trying to find. No, tell me, who's going to lead this team? Malik Hall? Sometimes. Who? Okay. Gabe Watson? Gabe Watson. Gabe Brown? Who's going to lead the team? I mean, Mel was yelling at him last night. Come on, Gabe. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Come on, Gabe. Shoot it. I'm like. So at some point. A leader has to, a leader or leaders have Bingham. to emerge. Yeah, they have to emerge. I mean, they will, should, because if they don't, it'll be a quick exit in March. That's right. And so, who is going to emerge as the alpha dog, the leader of this team? Who do you think? Yeah, that Mateen Cleaves. Because coach will tell you, the the best teams that he that he has had are player led teams. Cassius Winston. Yeah. So who? Tell me who you think is going to emerge. Because this team is leading, this team needs an identity, and they need somebody to step up. And where, where, where do you think we find that at, Jason? Hey, look, man, you're gonna find it on that bench, <laughs> minus less the two scholarships. That's where you're gonna find it. It's somewhere there. But you know, they have to find it within themselves. You gotta, you have to be able to push the right buttons in order to get trigger those young men. And it takes more work, you know, reading that book. Takes what it takes, Trevor Mowat. You know that that's that's a that's an enlightening book. I'm gonna tell you that's the truth. I'm gonna and, tell and you what. Find, you have to find the truth, Brian. I'm gonna tell you what that find Malik, it. Malik Hall, in my opinion, he's the guy. He's the key. Yep, he is the key. Because now, you see got, that movie put on them boys last that, night. He did too. That, he's got that hey. it factor. I'm telling you, he's got that it. Factor. Came down the lane. Poked on him, then he did that little Gabe that Brown, back spin. Gabe I mean, Brown, hey, two when hands, when stared Gabe at him. Shot, he he is also as well. I mean, some leader has to emerge. If you think a freshman point guard who who I believe is is it could be one of the best point guards in the country, obviously freshman player of the year. Um, it's very hard to win a championship, to any kind of championship, when you're freshman led, and this is where the older the older players have to step up and, and to begin to lead this team. This is something that I think is, is absolutely critical because Coach Ezzo loves when teams lead, players lead the team. This is what we need, and right now we're missing that. So we head into Indiana. Indiana, we head into Saturday. Breslin, keys to the game, I believe, obviously, we go back to when we are able to protect the defensive glass and rebound, able to rebound, we're able to limit the turnovers, I believe we are a top five team. This little rut that we've gone through is commonplace. Sometimes we go through it in January. Sometimes we go through it in February. Yeah. But if we're going to get back on the winning track Saturday at the Breslin in a hostile environment where the Izzone better be on a say game, we're going to have to do two things. Protect the ball, protect the defensive glass. Because if we don't do those two things, we're not going to win many more games. And I think, uh, you know, I think I'm stating the obvious. I mean, what do you think? 
protecting the ball and the defensive glass. I mean, they got to do a little bit of that, a whole lot of that. I'm sorry. But you got to find some leadership, man. 3.30 tip-off. Is that when it is on Saturday, Brian? Yeah, 3.30. 3.30 on Saturday, man. Indiana's coming into town. You know, they've got one of our old coaches, don't they? They do? I mean, this is – look. It doesn't get any easier. The next easier. head coach of Indiana. <laughs> Is I think that so. right? I don't – that's – why else would he take that job? Don't you think so? Wow. He played I there. mean, I think so. He played there as an icon there. He's a good guy. Dane. Dane's a good guy. Dane Pipe, good people. He was in Michigan State. Dane was in Michigan State, what, what, 10 years? Long time. Long time. Long time assistant for Tom Izzo is now – Back in Bloomington, where he grew up, where actually he's from Clarkston, but you know played ball down in Bloomington, Indiana, and he's back there. That's where he met his bride, and then he started his family, and you know, so he's coming back to, to East Lansing. You know, he's going to have a a, a spirited. You know, there's some practices going on and down in in Bloomington, getting ready for this game because they want to win this one too, and, and Michigan State needs this. They have to win this. For me, this is one of those. Gut check games because you can't go on a three game slide, two of them being at home. You can't do that. No, in front of the zone, his zone showed up and they showed out last night. They were there. Izzone did their part. You weren't, you didn't do your part. Mel Tucker did his part. Izzo did his part. Everybody around the team did their part except you, Brian, and they found a way to lose it. <laughs> Why, because why they didn't have the energy. I, it was something. It was, I was something. I was in front missing. of my TV cheering. What do you, you mean? You weren't why? cheering. What are you, you talking about? You, 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 I don't know. You didn't want to. I was cheering. You, you, weren't, you were Let nowhere me ask you to a be question. found. Let me ask you a question. How many games this year have we been out rebounded? Every one of them. I mean, we've been out rebounded by a lot. And I think that's rare. I mean, you know, Izzo Staple has always been out rebounding teams. And, you know, I just. It doesn't get, make sense to me. We're getting I don't muscle, know why. We're getting muscle under the glass. Yeah. And we gotta get you know, we gotta get we gotta get back to we gotta get back to the Izzo basics, which so I So you gonna bring out them shoulder pads? Oh yeah. <laughs> the war drill yeah. is back in effect. Yeah, now, now, now effect. sometimes you gotta get medieval yep. on them. War you drill know? is back in effect. Medieval. And you know, because you know, if it was up to Coach Izzo, he'd be coaching football. So he's ready, you know, but it's funny, the cycle, right? The fan base is irate. If Izzo wasn't a head coach, what, what, what would he coach? What, 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 if Izzo offense wasn't a head coach of basketball? No, in football. Oh, uh, football? Oh, he'd be a D-line coach. <laughs> right, no, no question. D-line. D-line. Uh, Izzo be a D-line coach. Yeah, O-line. seat rolling. Absolutely. Man, Front shoot the seven. hips. Squeeze a quarter. A game. Oh boy! We gotta get him on the show. When he's in a good mood, we gotta go. We gotta get him on the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, but not not this week. No, hell no. But I'll, in his own. Maybe in his own month. If he that came month, on tonight, I'd be under the bench, high under the the chair, hiding. <laughs> he's not a happy camper, but hey, man, we love Tom Izzo, man. Coach is a legend. Man. He is a legend. He is an absolute legend. That's why. Hey, that's why. That's why they pay him the big bucks. They gotta pay him some more. On to the new hire. That's what I'm thinking. Mel Tucker. Yes, sir. Mel Tucker made it official today. New D-line coach, Marco Coleman. It, it became official today. How about that hire, Stray? Hey, that's a big-time hire. You know, you huh? got a guy 
He had some NFL experience. Played what? How many years? years? Fourteen. Yep. Marco out of Georgia Tech, rambling wreck. Georgia Tech. Miami Dolphins. Yeah, man. I like that picture he had with the Miami Dolphins when he's ripping that shirt off. I what know kind the of girls message like that does that too. send to recruits, Jason? Just pecs. That's the message it sends. Pecs? Major peck. Yeah? Yeah, that's a huge message of peck. That's it? <laughs> Nothing else? <laughs> you know, look. I mean, that's, that's – that, you know, look. In order to play good, you got to look good. This guy right here. I, I mean, totally hey, – I listen. You, you, you subscribe totally. to that. Even though it's all fake, but it's all totally good. We agree love it. With that. It's okay. You got, you got to look good. Porcelain. Yeah, porcelain. No problem. You got to look good. It's all. When you look good, you feel good. You feel good. It's for the beach. You play good. And, and look, it. I think that, you know. Another power move. You have, yes. It's a, it's a power move. You got him combined with Brandon Jordan. And. Don't, listen, Courtney. you can't forget Kevin Vickerson as the analyst. Vickerson, Kevin Vickerson. Look, look, at, look at all that NFL experience. Just between Marco Coleman and Kevin Vickerson, those two right there, that's like 27 years. Something crazy. Almost a quarter century, over quarter century worth of NFL experience there. Brandon Jordan, if we can equate all the experience of his clients. Wow. We got about 500 years. Listen, Th- think about it's more that. than slavery. You got, we, got more, we got a whole <laughs> lot of experience in the NFL with those three gentlemen right there so you touching got, those players in that defensive Brandon line. Jordan room. touching 195 or whatever NFL players. Yes. You got Kevin Vickerson, I believe, had 17 years in the league. <laughs> uh, Marco Coleman, 14 years in the league, leading the D-line. Wow. 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 The wow message right. that sends, you know, you have – 30-some years and hundreds of NFL players being trained. If you're a D lineman across the country, how, how, wh- how do you Where do you want to go? What, how do you not huh? come to Michigan State? Huh? Tell, tell me. Tell me where you no, want to no. go. I want to know. I, I, I need to understand this. Because I – where? In America. I, where in America will you have 31 years of NFL experience – a DN's coach that's coached over almost 200 DN's. Tell me in America if you're a D-line coach. Most of them first round, first picks and all that. If you're a D-line, if you're a D-line, excuse me, uh, high school or transfer portal prospect, you tell me, n- name another school in America that can get you to the NFL quicker than Michigan State University. Name it, and I'll walk off the set. That simple. What a great hire. Great By hire. the way, since if 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 many don't if anybody is out there that doesn't understand the importance of that defensive line, when you look back at the history of modern football, Paul Brown, Paul Brown, the guy who invented the forward pass, that guy said, if you want to start a new franchise, the two positions you must get are quarterback and somebody to rush. The quarterback. So that defensive line room is extremely important as far as coaching and developing and getting guys to that next level. And that's exactly what we have at Michigan State. If you are a, if you're a, Spartan, there it is. There, wow, there it is. Man. <laughs> if you're a Spartan and you're worried about the back that's end, that's a Chippendale. If you're worried. <laughs> Coach Tuck, you heard of Chippendale. But listen, if you are a Spartan and you're worried about the back end of secondary, uh, the 
the greatest way to protect the secondary? Tell him, Jason. Rush the passer. Rush the passer. Man, hey, you give that quarterback no time to think. He, it doesn't he's matter. under supreme duress. That's what's going to happen in the Super Bowl, by the way. I know everybody loves Joey Burrow. I, listen, I love him too. I love the Buffaloes. We love him. But, he can't, hey, that offensive line being able to protect that defensive line, that, that, that brings to the other side. If the offensive line isn't good. But if you have superior defensive rush talent, it's hard to block them. It's hard because you can't double team everybody. It's five it, line, it, you, you know, you if you if you block, if you're a great defensive lineman, you should never be blocked by one guy ever. So if you have four great defensive linemen, that means you would need eight offensive linemen. You only allow five. If you, There's, this is math. If you are, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why does everybody say this? this, this that's Bynum. That's in that Ernest Bynum. <laughs> no. Yes. No. That's uh. What's his name? Pat Detective. What's his name? Well, uh, yeah, I'm not talking about Ace Ventura. Yeah, I know Ace Ventura. I'm talking about the guy on the left. I have no. I that's have no not idea. him. But I tell you what, if Dude, it, if, if he's if he's coaching our guys, Dre and I can play corner. We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be fine. Right. There'll be enough pressure on a quarterback. We'll be just. You fine. know us problems if we play corner. <laughs> yeah. So if, if we're gonna be fine with with me playing cornerback, that means we get into that. It's a lot of sacks. Oh That's yeah. That's all we can say. Yeah. Let's shift to the uh, recruiting. MSU football recruiting five commits. 23 Woo! class, ranked fifth in the country. How about that? How about that? How about that? 23 class has got five commits, ranked fifth in the country, courtesy of Justin Thin and Corey Robinson, 247. When you look at the rankings, early on, Michigan State, Mel Tucker, Saeed Khalif, uh, and the staff are making themselves known across the country it's it's uh, what they have done early on has been absolutely remarkable when you look at the you know Bo the latest commit has been Bo Edmondson quarterback out of uh out of Texas. Texas yep oh yeah and you look at you watch some of the tape on Bo being able to throw under duress under duress he knows what to do with it absolutely he puts it on the money very accurate thrower he is great the latest, mental makeup the latest commit I love oh. the support he has. I, when, he, when he committed, I saw a lot of support from the Edmondson family on Twitter. You know, MSU football Twitter has a position on the staff. And they, they want to they, they, they step up for it, don't they? They do. When you look at well, all the throws that he can make, I mean, Bo, Ed, Bo is one of those, uh, you know, comes out of, a, out of a program that's known for quarterback U. Lake, uh, Lake Texas, Lake uh, – Forgot what it was, but he's. Uh, you want to go out there and start talking about Lake? This you don't even know what you're saying, man. No, come no, on, Cole, man. I know. I get Why? It. I get it. Why? I mean, we're not even gonna talk about that. But when you when you talk about the rest of he's the, he's got the best intentions. I just want you guys. To know, he really has the best intentions. He just can't remember. I'm trying. He's trying. I mean, I'm trying. I mean, know? but we got. We got to do some young, more Jedi mind tricks, eh, man. Go yeah. see we Yoda. Talk about, we looked at all the rest of the class: Slack Junior, Parachek, Rescano. Uh, the Slack, pape, the pape. 
Come on, man. Like, you, yeah, you going too young, dark, man. Why are you going so damn fast, man? Slack. Detroit Martin Luther King. We did. You know, he got a nice teammate, too, from what I heard. Oh, we got hey, a He got a teammate. He's, a he's like one of them interior offensive linemen, which you should know about. Maybe I know a little bit about, too. Slack plays with an edge. Yeah. State champion. Yeah. Expected to play center at MSU. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I love, and, I love the twist. Andrew and DePape, four-star defensive end, <laughs> can play the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent pass rusher. He's got great ankle bend, the coaches say. Plays with a high motor and toughness. You really got to like, you know, like his uh, where he's coming from and just kind of the, the tape on him when we watch the tape. Back to Bo Edmondson, when we watch some of the throws that he made under rest, off his back foot, he can make all the throws, you know, that we saw um, courtesy of Justin Thin. We saw some tapes, watched some tape on Bo. He can, he can really, really make all the throws. When you understand football and quarterbacks and what they're looking at and the way they're able to throw the ball, he can zing it. Yeah, and he's somebody that the great. staff, great staff believe is underrated. That this three star rating is underrated. Um, so it's somebody that they're really excited about. And then you look at uh, uh, Brennan Parachek. All against Texas 6A competition. Yeah, oh yeah. That matters. Yeah, that quarterback. 6A is their top division in Texas. And, and we all know. I mean, look, that looks like university. That looks like a. Uh, a big eight, a big twelve football field they playing on. That's his high school. Great vision, unbelievable vision. You know, you talk about him. You look at um, Kendrick, Kendrick uh, Res- Rescano, four star running back. Really runs with patience. A lot of power. Um, explosive makes guys miss. I mean, you you look at the class they're putting together. Man, right? Edmondson, Slack, Junior. Paracheck, Rascano. Man, you just run through these names, man. You gotta, you gotta, we got to go in order, man. Like DePape. Let's talk about DePape. When the last time you seen a guy in Iowa as good as DePape leave Iowa? Now, I, that, that's just should tell think, you something I right mean, there. I mean, think about that. Iowa, right? kids from Iowa that are good don't leave Iowa. Think about that. They right? don't. You have a anywhere a, a four star D end leaving Iowa. I say he's Michigan a five State. star. I don't know. Everybody some some say four, others say five. When you watch the tape on him and you look at the way he can play the run and the way he rushes the passer, and the way he his bend and his motor and his toughness, you know you can you can make an argument that he's a five star young man. Oh and, man, and he's know, elite, elite motor. So you elite. look at when you look at what Mel has done. You got a kid from Iowa, <coughs> Texas. Uh, you look at, you know. Um, but before you go there, Brian, not only is he an elite player, he's a better recruiter. Because I'm seeing him everywhere. I mean, oh, you're talking. Yeah. The papers, he, he's up there. Hey, he's up there with Chief. Yeah. He, he Him and Chief, Chief propaganda. are on Yeah. Yep. Oh, Chief propaganda. Listen, the paper is a, is a, is a worthy – uh, understudy, if you will, as far as treading in the deep waters. He's comfortable in the deep waters. He is comfortable in the deep waters. And, and that's where you need to be in order to be a real Spartan, a Spartan dog. And DePape hasn't stepped foot on campus like as an official Spartan dog, but, hey, 
That's one of them ones right there. You got to go ahead and knight him right now. DePate, you a Spartan dog. We got five commits. We're All of them. Ranked fifth in the country. Recruit. For the 23 Commit class. and recruit. Build. What, what is it? What's that? Battle and build. Battle and build. Battle and build and chop. That's it. Battle. When build, is the last time chop. we have had in a recruiting cycle where we were ranked fifth in the country? When was the last time that's happened? Can you remember? Uh, and because one thing about Mel Tucker that he said, how we're going to close the gap on Ohio State. Recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. It's talent. Talent. Talent makes great coaches. <laughs> and, you know, you gotta, you, we're going all over the country looking for young men. That flight pattern you had last that week. That flight pattern, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to give them credit. You absolutely got to give them credit. So we're excited. Um, Black History Month, MSU. Michigan State football and their historic role in desegregation honors Black History Month. Do we have that tape? Great video. The 1966 Michigan State University football team won a national championship, but its most important legacy was its role in the integration of college football. Michigan State's efforts to integrate its football program began in 1913 when Gideon Smith joined the team. By 1966, the Spartan roster included 20 black players, a number unprecedented at a time when many major college football programs remained segregated. Michigan State University head coach Duffy Doherty traveled the South and recruited players who were denied an opportunity to play in their home states. Those recruits included multiple All-Americans and featured Jimmy Ray, the first black quarterback from the South to win a national championship. Inclusion, an integral part of MSU's land-grant mission, was front and center during the Civil Rights era. In 1957, MSU President John Hanna was appointed to serve as the first chairperson of the Civil Rights Commission. In 1965, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. spoke on campus and praised Hannah for his efforts, noting, time is neutral and the time is always right to do right. MSU and Doherty did what was right by creating the opportunity for change. But change would not have been possible without the 20 brave and accomplished black athletes who proved they could compete and win at the highest level. This was witnessed by 33 million viewers when number one ranked Notre Dame faced number two Michigan State in 1966. The game ended in a 10-10 tie and became known as the game of the century. MSU went on to be awarded its second consecutive national championship. In the seasons that followed, college teams from coast to coast began to fully integrate and while much attention is paid to the 20 points scored in the game of the century, the impact that Michigan State and those 20 Spartans had on college football is far more significant. You know, I, th I think uh, that video is, the historical context of that video is that most people don't understand MSU's role in desegregation and how um, uh, many of the African-American players came up to the North to play under Duffy Doherty in the 60s, and you saw all the great All-Americans. I think we had seven first-rounders 
uh, from the 60s. And, I, and the reason why we talk about this is that it's the role that Michigan State football has had in desegregation. And that, you know, I tweeted earlier this week about just karma, completing your circles. Now we have an African-American head coach. And, you know, Coach Tuck has said to me that uh, he wants to win a national championship and he wants to do it at Michigan State. How fitting would that be, giving MSU's history uh, when it comes to desegregation and integrating African-American players? How fitting would that be for Mel to win a national championship at Michigan State? I mean, that, <clears throat> that, that's what I would consider coming full circle. And, and, it, and it belongs there. And that's why we love Mel so much, because he understands that, the gravity of that. There hasn't been any African-American coach, by the way, to win a national title. So if Mel Tucker were to do it, let's say right now, he would be the first, obviously. And, and doing it at Michigan State is special because, you know, I was speaking to a guy, you know, we were talking to earlier today, Jeff Hockela who uh, said he took his son, I believe it was, to, to uh, a doctor to get some, some, some work done, shoulder work. And uh, the nurse, the doctor, was Mrs. Duffy, Daughtery. It was a, it was a, it was a, a daughter of Duffy Daughtery. And wow. he, he spoke to her, you know, he pelted her with questions because he's one of those kind of guys, as you know. He wanted to ask her questions like, wow, I mean, I'm talking to a, an iconic bloodline here. And, and she said, you know, for as long as she can remember, you know, she thought every male was six foot six and, you know, black, whatever. But she talked to she talked to her dad and she would hear him talk about Bear Bryant calling him and saying to him, look, I got these boys down here that I can't take. You know, but Duffy, you got to come get them. And, and that was the, the 1965 and 66 teams at Michigan State. That was the talent pipeline. So, so, in essence, Bear Bryant was recruiting, helping recruit in the NIL era, pre-NIL era, for Michigan State, saying, hey, you take them. Michigan State took the high road and said, look, we can, we'll, take, we'll take the brothers. We'll take your brothers up here in East Lansing. And they came. And guess what happened? He won natties. Won a natty. Two well, natties. So let me ask you. So the, the legend has it that uh, Joe Namath wanted to come to Michigan State. And, and Bear Bryant called Duffy Doherty and said, if you let me have Joe Namath, I will send you all my African-American players. <laughs> that's what I heard. That's what I, you know, this, that the story that was told to me. I've, I've heard a, a bunch of stories. This is yeah. the first time I heard a story that is fascinating. directly from yeah, that, the lineage of so Duffy Dory. You know, that Duffy and Bear had an, an agreement. And really that spawned all of this. I mean, if you think about this, this is only 60 years ago. I mean, this isn't. Not even. Too, it's not even. It's not 200 years ago. It's 55 years ago, <laughs> and really, I think that it's the historical context of, and and it's not even about race. I think because because it's more about the first of anything, right? If if uh, Mel Tucker, who we all love and we all want him to win, and who is a outstanding football coach who understands the portal and NIL in this era, who really feels it's important to deliver for Michigan State University and to win a national championship there. 
And to be the first African-American head coach to win a national championship and to do it at Michigan State University, I think uh, it's karma. I think it's completing your circle. I think it's something that, you know, it, Michigan State University, given their past and their history and Mel, I think it's a great, great story. And I actually have no doubt in my mind that he will hoist an Addy. And regardless of what color he was, because I think he's a tremendous coach, but I think it's fitting that uh, that it's something that we we pay homage to, and that you know Michigan State University deserves. Yeah, and you can't ignore it. You no, can't. You, you can't, can't ignore it. This is not not something that we can say. Oh, that regard. No, irreg- Listen, Mel Tucker is an African American coach in a society or in a in a, in a uh, profession where. Let's be honest with the blind, what's going on in the NFL right now and the lawsuit from Brian Flores. There, there is a huge disparity. Let's just be quite honest, everyone here. Listen, there's a disparity between the players that play on the field and the coaches who coach the players that are on the field when it comes to equity and race. It just is. These are facts. This isn't like an opinion. This isn't trying to make someone feel bad. This is, these are facts. So when you say, you know, is someone qualified to do the job or not qualified, I get that. That's true. You have to be qualified. But you can't tell me, you know, out of a pool of, I don't know how many guys that are, that are trying to get jobs, there's only what is, one out of 32 or now two out of 32 that are good enough to be in position to get a, a head coaching job. And Mel Tucker is one of those. This is what we're talking about, going back to the contract negotiation for Mel Tucker. This is why he is so valuable. Because absolutely, the NFL, Roger Goodell and those guys would love to have a guy like Mel Tucker to come to the NFL. But we have him here in East Lansing. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. The, the ability for him to get to 11 wins – with the level of talent that he had, NFL talent. Let's be three guys as of today have been invited to the NFL Combine. Three on an 11 win team. Find me another 11 win team and look at how many guys were invited to the NFL Combine. You have to pay attention. That means the coaching level is rising above the talent. That that's what it that's what it means. So for, for anyone to think that, oh, well, it doesn't matter. It does matter. This does matter. This is February. I know shortest month of the year, but it's Black History Month. <laughs> shortest month of the year. You know it is. Does, the, it, does anybody recognize that? Black, that that's, Black History Month was purposely picked for the shortest? Hey, listen. I'm just is that call, what you're saying? I'm calling a spade a spade. It's the shortest <laughs> month of the year. Black History Month. And it's the Thank truth. you. We, we appreciate that. Okay, but, but listen, one thing about Mel that he's always said is that you need to recruit talent that can rise above coaching. That's what, that's what I'm getting at. Yes. If he can coach less than up to 11 wins, yes. what can he do with a plethora, which means a lot, a yes. whole hell of a lot, a talent? What can he do with that? So, I mean, it, it'll be, it'll be, you know, we're we, we, we swimming in natties. I mean, I'm, this isn't about race. It's about. Uh, 
One thing about the locker room. Well, well, it's Black History Month and ain't about race. No, 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 no. no. It's not, not racial. It's not about, racial. It's not racial. One thing about it's the, not racial, but it is the, about Black History Month. It we're is, We're talking absolutely. about that. And this is what we're talking about. But one thing about the locker room, it transcends race. Like, if, if, the, uh, world, if the world could act like a, a football field of, of players where nobody cares about the color of your skin, nobody cares about your religion, nobody cares about where you came from, nobody cares about the name on the back of your jersey, only on the front of your jersey, the world would be a better place. But we're not here to teach the world lessons. I would have never, ever in my life known anything about kibbe, shish kebab, hummus, or any of that if it wasn't for your mother. God rest her soul. God rest yeah. her soul. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's learn. Good. I mean, these are things that I love today. Right now, my kids eat that every day. Yeah. There's something that we I would have never opened my eyes to. The culture is fantastic. Like, we talk about food a lot because that's like, that's one of the biggest differences in cultures is the food and, and, and the, the, the dress and the things, the language. I love it, man. Like, it's a beautiful thing in that locker room because there's no biases. Everybody judges you by how hard you work in that weight room. You know, are you getting yelled at on that field because you're not paying attention? You're not doing what you're supposed to do, you know, the night before in order to be able to perform on the day of the practice of the game. And and, and that's it. You academically do your thing. You know, do what thing, you're supposed to do. One thing I respected about you, Jason, is you never had any bias towards food. <laughs> never. Matter, man, matter what listen, race, I appreciate that more culture, than anything you've ever said. What are they from? Oh, man. But let, guy, let me tell you something. This I guy do. ate it. Uh, no, 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 no. If we if we had no <laughs> we don't like that no seasoning stuff that bland stuff. He ate it. No, I went. No, 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 no. Matt Beard, <laughs> Matt Beard. He took he kn- he knew better. Matt, he said, no, I ain't gonna take you. To, we can't go to my home for Thanksgiving because we doing the green bean casserole with no Man, salt, no nothing, I mean, no seasoning. They don't it. have no lorries. No, 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 no. You, you ate everything. No, man. It didn't we had Flo- Flozell had the burgers. They was grilling him and dining him. They was grilling. They had the ribs, like, all that good stuff. You learned about that. You, you, you that bacon and pepperoni that you didn't you you didn't partake in it, no, did, did you? You no, didn't partake in that, did no, you? No, no, no. Huh? Too fattening. Too fattening. Yeah, fattening. Can we uh, move right. on to Walla? Walla. Can we move on to uh, Harbs, <laughs> Ann Arbor? What's going on down there? What's going on in Ann Arbor? Vikings turned down Jim Harbaugh. They did. Gaddis resigns. Their, oh these, their OC, Bros Award winner, Mike McDonald, takes a job back as a DC, and back to the Ravens, back to John Harbaugh. And what did Gaddis write, man? I what? think we got a live look in Ann Arbor right now. Do we have one? Ooh, oh, there it is. There it is. Right. That's there. Main Street. Right there. Main State. That's right by that dispensary. Alive looking. Hey, that's by the dispensary on Main Street, man. If you get behind that smoke, that's a that's a. It's gonna be a lot of pizza look. sales. Alex, can we read what Gaddis said in his farewell statements right there? You know, Garrett Gaddis. His comments were very interesting. He said, um, and I quote, "Fellas, it's with a broken heart. I write this. I'm resigning my position here at Michigan to go." To another university. I have given everything that I have to you guys in Michigan. I sacrificed so much personally to stand in the fight with each of you, which I would never take back. Unfortunately, this is very interesting. 
the past few weeks has told a different story to me about the very little appreciation I have here from the administration. And he went on and on and on. Jason, what do you take of, how do you make, what do you make of that statement? Man, that's somebody that's pissed off, man. He's hurt. It was a lot. It was a lot that went on. And I'll tell you, you know, when you have a, a, a coach, and let's back up a minute. You have recruits that sign with a program, number one. They, they typically sign with a coach because they feel like he's a father figure. He's so a person that's going to be So if he doesn't interview on National Signing Day, that's a problem? That, that, no, if he doesn't interview, he, that's great. But if he does, that can be hurtful. That can. And, and when you, you know, look, nobody's trying to fault Jim Harbaugh for, for living out his dreams because – I said that when he got hired. I said, look, this guy got to the Super Bowl and lost to his brother. How do you never return to that? This was different than Nick Saban trying his hand in the NFL and and not having the success due to a couple of uh, quarterback miscues or, you know, other other great college coaches. Look at what happened with Herb's. Herbs down there. What are you there. doing, Herbs? Her, Herb. What have you? <laughs> we found out what you're doing. We Herbs doing too much down in Jacksonville. So you know he's still gonna be all right going back to college whenever he get he clears his head and his heart and he comes back to college football, which we all know you're gonna do, Herbs. So when you look at Harbaugh, he had success, wild success in the NFL. There's not a lot of coaches that get to the NFL Super Bowl. That just doesn't happen. He got there and then went to college. So you knew it was inevitable that he was going to try his hand again. Now I know, you know, the Vikings did not offer him the job, and he came back to Ann Arbor, and he swears that he's not going. But, like, l- l- let's Must, let's be real. Come on, straight. Like come he, on now. Come on. Come on. Uh, you telling you know, me they spun next this, year if somebody comes after ass, him? He told the recruits, he told the coaching staff, don't take all the week off. I mean, come on, man. You lost both coordinators, and I'm not saying this because it's the University of Michigan. Uh, really, like, you, there's no defending this. You can't spin you you wanting an NFL job on, on signing day and and make it like, when you lost your OC and your DC and act like everything's fine, everything's dandy, I want to come back. Then the media reports and the way they wrote them were absolutely comical. Harbaugh interviews and then calls the AD and says he wants to come back. Nobody talks about if he got offered the job or didn't get offered the job. <laughs> and then they say that sources at U of M say he was elated to hear the news. <laughs> Nobody said he was, that he was elated to, it was that blue wall again. Yeah, yeah. Was he, they were elated to get the news that he was staying, or they were <laughs> elated just to hear the news? It's, it's the play on words that upsets every Spartan. And maybe it shouldn't upset every Spartan, but when they talk about the blue wall, like the way this was spun by the media, the way that it was handled, quite frankly, was, was uh, malfeasance. I mean, you can't, mm. you, you can't cut it any other way. When... The coach of the Big Ten champions, uh, when he goes and interviews for an NFL job on National Signing Day, he loses the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. There is no spin to that. 
There's no spin to that. And you're the the Broyles award winner leaves and says that he's not appreciated. You can't spin that. You can't spin that. And if it happened at Michigan State, you can't spin it. No. And and for that to for there to be a blind eye turned to it. And then Braylon tweets out about uh, you know, what's going on at the University of Michigan cuz players are not happy. Coaching staff's not happy. Mike Hart's on his way out the door. Uh, mm. you, you you can't like you can't I already uh, wanted to be the head coach. You can't hide any of that. I mean you just can't. We've all had our issues. Every university has. Uh, oh, but man. the spin that goes on over there blows my mind away. And I give them credit. I give them credit for the spin. I don't I wish, know how they pull it off. I wish we could pull it off like that. I wish we knew how to spin it like that. I wish we had a Mitch album writing fake articles. <laughs> I wish. You know, but like this, this you gotta is. You got to go down to the ice cream shop with him, man. Yeah, I mean, this is like crazy. You know, when Mel, there's a there's a rumor about Mel going to LSU and, you know, he doesn't address it. There's seven articles written about what a distraction he is. And then when, when Harbaugh goes on National Signing Days to interview and and comes back and says he wants to stay here, they write all these glowing articles about what Michigan meant to him. And, I mean, I just think. Feed us. We'll take it. I mean, what is, what is I Just mean, keep feeding us. Yeah. We'll take it. No problem. We love it. It's unbelievable. Just keep, we'll keep doing it. We'll keep taking it. And we'll keep chopping. That's what we'll do. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am Brian Masalem, your co-host, alongside my co-host, the Honorable Jason Strayhorn. You are watching Inside the Locker Room. Thank you. Good night. And God go bless. Go, go. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.